Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be rewarded. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, welcome to episode number 430 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you late on this uh, Saturday, the 21st of January, 2023, at 1919 hours. Interesting. 720. That means skate or die! Uh, crack Engineer Wapo. Wow! I have Armelina over there. What's that? He's holding up something. Crack Engineer Oh, you're right, Ivor. He said, I'm guessing I'm fired. You are fired, Ivor. But thank you. He's also holding up the whiskey sign and he's frowning. No, don't frown, Ivor. That means one thing. Drink. Ah, that's good. Hmm. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends 2023-0121 at Skate or Die! Um, that'd be left coast, Pacific coast, coast the most time zone. 
of Enders. Um, yeah, okay, so let's get straight to our top stories. Um, I'm still off my medication, which is making things so fucking great! I can't tell you what it's like battling depression through this shit! It's wonderful! Um, Marauders is still borked! Fuck you, Marauders! Fuck you, Team 17! Uh, we got a big SoundCloud bump in our listeners... Uh, our, our 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 plays last week, and at first I thought, or uh, right around New Year's, and I thought I thought it was like you know you know we're getting a big bump from fucking you know those, just like a glitch or whatever. But I turns out that I don't really think it actually was a big bump from a glitch. I think it was actually just kind of a big bump. So if you're a new listener, welcome. Ah, there will be found Dr. Jones. You won't. <laughs> Um, our website is still borked, but it will be fixed soon. Hopefully, I have not had any fucking time to deal with that, and I feel terrible about it. Especially because, like, evidently, like, there's new listeners and stuff. But whatever. Um, we'll get to you. We'll process you. Get in line, listeners. Seventy years before the mass, isn't that right, Ivor? So, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we are aware that the, oh boy, we are painfully aware, actually, um, yeah. Um, right now, the, there's a, this is gonna be a short episode, again, because we're off our meds. Oh boy, and we're broke. I'm thinking about doing a, we're thinking about doing a Patreon thing, um, for this show, but specifically for, like, our streaming aspects of the show um just cause it would give me an incentive to stream more often but no one watches our streams anyway so I don't know if that would work or what we're thinking we're thinking about adding a Patreon component but you know I'm not into like haranguing our audience for fucking money you know like it's just not it's kind of what's kept me poor all these years but anyway it's just not in my I just I don't like it I don't like it I mean, if we could find a sponsor that fit well with us that would be great but we have a very you know small target audience I mean we're the best games available for the Linux pot Linux operating system podcast so it's like oh man so you need best games available for Linux and you need Linux fans who are into gaming and who want to buy stuff and that's like very I'm proud and pleased that that is a very small percentage of the uh you know sentient life forms on the fucking planet earth people who are not brainwashed by commercial capitalism um not that I have that big of a problem with commercial capitalism but anyway it's gotten off the rails out here in America at least but anyway, we'll be fixing the website. Uh, we'll be fixing... We'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Ah. I don't know why there's a sheep in there, but it's... It's a sheep. So anyway, uh, back to our top stories. Uh, there's a Lunar New Year sale going on right now uh, on Steam. There's... Oh boy. There's like not... It's not... Real... Actually, is it still going on? Or is it not going on? Ivor, you're fired! You're supposed to... F- anyway, we only got a couple of games from the Lunar New Year N- Lunar New Year's sale. Man, it's hard to say when you're drinking. Lunar New Year's sale. 
the Lunar New Year sale, we got a game called Love Choice, which looks like it's going to help with our our total depression. Um, and that's it that we got from the New Year's sale. We did get also, well, we'll talk about more about that in our feature, which I'm thinking of just calling Fuck You, Mr. Rabbit in honor of Lunar New Year, but I don't know what the year of the rabbit Ivor, what does the year of the rabbit represent? No, we didn't just pause it there. Ivor actually went and went on the Google machine and and looked it up. Um, It is a time for intellect and cautiousness. Meaning the two things that we have the least of on this show every year. So that's good. So this year's fucked. I mean, the year of the rat was horrible and I thought the year of the rat was going to be awesome because I love rats. And it was the year of the rat. And it was one of the worst years of my fucking life. So, this year, year of the rabbit, good judging by, you know, if we want to go Bayesian on this, then we could say, that based off of our priors, you know, blah, that this, this year, if we want to go opposite Bayesian, then it's sure to be great, because it's... Intellect and cautiousness. Wow, it could only be worse if it was like self-control and medication. Oh, that'd be great. Oh yeah, Ivor, we get a fucking case, won't we, Ivor? So, uh, Lunar New Year sale. You know, I don't know if it's even still going on. We're late this week, like my period. Um. Oh yeah, no, we did get a game from the New Year sale. If it's still going on, let's find out. Let's go to the store page. Ivor, you're fired! It's called Rain World, and no, it is no longer on sale. I got it on sale. It's not that great. I don't like it that much, but I haven't given it enough of a chance yet. Um, I played it for literally 19 minutes. Uh, the art is really good in this game, though. I, the game is hard, and it has, it's, uh, you know, it's a side-scrolling platformer in the, in the, Art Nouveau pixel trash, the Nouveau pixel trash style, um, but it's cool because you play as a slug cat, which is like a little cat with like a slug tail, and you are charming, adorable, and you grab and catch and kill and eat things, and you try to avoid predators in a post-apocalyptic rain world. Hence the title. Um, but yeah, no, it's still not on sale. Uh, let's see. Love game, I don't think is on sale. Love choice, I don't think is still on sale either. It looks like that game is designed to make you cry, so hopefully, I've been falling apart every, like at least three times every day for the last uh, week since we last spoke here on the Best Link Games podcast, which is a safe space for you, for me, for everyone to get fucked in the eyeballs with massive catastrophic crippling depression, the likes of which you have never seen. Oh, I punish me, the Charlie Noble motherfucker. Oh, excuse me. Uh, welcome, new listeners. Welcome to Best Things Games Podcast. Me, your host, Seth Fingers from Barkin. I mean, Scooky Sprite. Not, ah, uh, is it I having the dream of the butterfly? Or is it I having the dream of being Scooby Sprite? Or is, is Scooby Sprite having the dream of being me? Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, whoa. We're getting meta there. Let's have a cigarette. Mmm. So yeah, so I guess Lunar New Year's sale is over. It seemed like that used to go on for like weeks, but anyway, I guess it's over. Good. Good riddance. Fuck you. So fuck you, Mr. Rabbit. I guess could be no offense to our 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 uh, our Chinese friends and listeners and and etc. You know, 
go listen to our you know, regular anglicized New Year's episode, and you'll see how much we love New Year's. Um, other news. Thanks to friend of the show and friend of mine, Jeff Jeffy Weiss, for sending me this morning uh, an interesting piece of news. One of our favorite games of all time ever. And this is like the opposite of fuck you, Mr. Rabbit kind of news. Um... Because this team, this, the people behind this game need absolutely deserve more money. But evidently, Kotaku or someone, oh shit, where is my phone? Oh yeah, special thanks to a friend of the show, Jeff, Jeff, Jeffy Wise. Let's see, what did he say? I didn't read it! No, um, yeah, it was Kotaku. Kotaku, like, I don't know, man. Like, this is everything that I hoped and feared would happen eventually with the internet and Trump just exacerbated this and now COVID has made it even worse like the HuffPost sends me fucking five goddamn push alerts through, because uh, I have an iPhone through iPhone news or whatever and I don't want to read any of them none of them are about news, all of them are buying guides, it's like you haven't bought enough shit, buy more shit fucking buy some more shit motherfucker, and it's like oh this potato peeler will change your fucking life, I'm like you get off my nuts, motherfucker. One, I have no money, and two, I don't need a fucking potato peeler. I don't peel potatoes. And that's not news. It's not news. You understand? It's not news. It's clickbait. It's being pushed as news. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Especially as a former journalist, print journalist. Oh, I really don't like it. I really don't like it at all. Um, but anyway, Kotaku uh, evidently is banging this tiny bit of non-existent fake news. I, oh, God. Great. Wonderful. First time for everything, right? I actually almost just said the thing that I almost just said, but I didn't actually say it. I came close. Never said it on this show. I don't think. Watch. Someone's going to come up with a fucking... Oh, Media Matters bash up remix of me saying it a thousand times. But anyway, congratulations to everyone behind Factorio, who I think is like actually just one guy. Factorio in, has a free demo now. And Kotaku's like, tr- Kotaku's trying to make hay out of this. And I'm like, fuck you, man. You know, fuck you guys. First of all, you guys haven't written anything that hasn't come straight off a press release in fucking years. I mean, I don't hate Kotaku at all. In fact, I, they're a valuable resource. I like them in general, and I generally like their editorial perspective, you know, like, from the top down, you know, blah. But this is just fucking ridiculous. They're trying to make shit out of Factorio actually raising their price after being available on Steam for seven years. That's how you should do shit. Because Factorio is one of the best games ever made. In fact, I would hazard to say that if you had to take, this wouldn't be my personal pick, but if you had to pick one game out of all the Steam Store universe, all the games that run on Linux, all the best games that run on Linux, and you had to kill every other game forever and keep one game that you could play for that, like as Woody Allen says, it's not that life is so short, it's that death is so long, and ain't that the truth um, 
if you had to play, if you could only play one one game forever, mine probably would be Minecraft. But Factorio is even better than Minecraft, so it would be Factorio. Factorio has raised its price, but now they have a free demo. It's 30 bucks now, and fuck yeah, raise your price. I mean, when you're st- you know, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, raise your price, because you can play Factorio forever, and it will never go out of style. In fact, virtual reality Factorio is not going to be any better than Factorio. The game is almost perfect. The game is like absolutely one of the most perfect games ever made. It's the modern equivalent of SimCity. Um, forever optimized. Forever optimized little little freaklings. Oh my god, I'm getting my podcast confused. Oh, okay, so anyway, back to the final freak with me, your host, Captain Midnight. Now, uh, so Factorio's raising their price. It's 30 bucks now. Oh, like that's a fucking shocker. By the way, Factorio, independently, independently developed game recent reviews, very positive 2,000 recent reviews, all reviews overwhelmingly positive 126,000 fucking overwhelmingly positive reviews, and I'm one of them it's one of the best games ever fucking made those of you who've never played Factorio, maybe this will be our feature, because like, our real feature is just it's a mess, and we have to keep this show short, because of the new the new listeners who have very short attention spans, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. I I'm I mock the new people who like us. I don't know why. It's it's because I, I fear acceptance. Because acceptance means responsibility. And with great acceptance means a lot of shit that I don't want to have to do. Uh, <laughs> which is another way of saying responsibility. <laughs> We're solving the ontological dilemma on all aspects of the ontological dilemma. Everything must go today, one night only. Mm. So, shit, my cigarette just fell in my lap. And my chair is still squeaky as fuck, and it's soon gonna break. And it's great. Like, I have no money. It's wonderful. It's great. Mmm. Oh, it's great. I'm so depressed I can't sleep anymore. It's awesome. And things are going really well here at the Fortress of Darkness here at the Best Links Games Podcast. So, um, Factorio, for those, for the uninitiated, Factorio is a game, it's kind of like SimCity, it's, it's a top-down, you know, um, factory builder, where you're, your efforts go into researching and designing assembly lines and I know that sounds like really horrible, but it's fucking mesmerizing. Just ask Captain Ford, friend of the show Captain Ford he doesn't like Factorio at all. Let's find out live. Well, I'm actually going to message him. We are finding out live on the show how many hours you've logged in Factorio. Wah ha 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 ha! Like this is a long int. <laughs> this, is, this is a long int. Uh, let's see. Uh, how do I get to your profile? View profile. Uh, there we go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Captain Ford beats. Oh yeah, thanks, Captain Ford. 
offline. Send myself offline. <laughs> Send him a message. I, I log off. Okay. Uh, <coughs> Captain Four, one of my favorite people in the world, beats my all-time record for number of hours spent in any game on Steam. Uh, with his his <laughs> Factorio. Oh my god. <laughs> this is fucking nuts. 2,165 hours in Vectorio. That's how much. I'm, Kevin Ford is one of the smartest people I know. Um. So yeah, that's how good Factorio is. It's not. It's 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 not the, it's not tedious at all. You know, like I mean, it's it's the city skyline. We just gotta self optimize. Gotta optimize that. Gotta optimize it, baby. Optimize it. Um. I knew Captain Ford before he was a programmer, even, and I I was a veteran programmer by then. Um and he's like, No, dude, you gotta try this game. And I'm like, no, I you know, I, I really don't, because I'm a fucking programmer and I do enough of this shit. That's why I don't ever talk about Zactronics games and shit on this show. He's like, oh well, yeah, I can need a simulacrum of fucking what I do every day. Back then I didn't sleep at all either. Like, I mean, I was fucking oh god. Mmm. But anyway, uh, he's like, no, you gotta try it. And I try it. I'm like, oh my god, this game is awesome! Uh, so yeah, so you optimize assembly lines, basically. More or less. That's a very simple, sim- that's a reductionist perspective on it. But anyway. Also in our top stories, I guess this will just be, I don't know, fuck you, Mr. Well, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll do a feature fuck you, Mr. Rabbit. Kind of a name game rant. But anyway, before we get there, top stories. Yeah, can you tell linear thinking has become a challenge for me now? Yeah, it's great. Wonderful, right? Yeah, awesome. Glad we agree. Dwarf Fortress, the game that I've been really playing like a motherfucker, banging it like a cheap drum. Let's see. What Scooby Sprites? Oh my god! 187 hours in Dwarf Fortress now. Mm, okay. I'm getting pretty good at the game. There were gunshots that I just heard right now. That was a shotgun. Okay. Well, we are either being invaded or something. The next sound you hear will be the sound of the ambassador's phone melting. Um, Dwarf Fortress, a very important mod for Dwarf Fortress, is now available. Oh, it's been available on GitHub for forever, but the version that works with Steam, the Dwarf Fortress, Dorf, D O R F, not D W A R F. D W A R F is what they're called, but their friends, their homies, call them Dorfs. D O R F. And I am definitely the homie of the Dwarfs. The Dwarfs, excuse me, not the Dwarves, the Dwarfs. The Dwarfs. <laughs> Which just makes me think of dwarf golfing. Anyway, I'm fucking old, okay? You understand me? You understand, kid? Hey, see, that's not gonna be see. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking old. Yeah, that's not gonna be. I got a dwarf machine gun right here in my fucking. Ah! You never take me alive, coppers. Um, I've had many adventures now in Dwarf Fortress, but I recently had a big problem with a particular dwarf that I liked who had been one of my original seven and we become a metropolis and we were huge and there were like 270 fucking dwarves running around 
causing havoc and then we had all these problems maybe I'll tell you about the problems next week because it'll just be like the Dwarf Fortress podcast for a while because it's all I've been playing because I like it so much um there's a dwarf that was getting really depressed that I needed I really wanted to try to fix and save before she went completely nuts and that is where Dwarf Therapist comes in. Dwarf Therapist is a game that analy- is, 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 bleh, is a it's not a mod, it's something you can get off of GitHub and you can get pre-compiled Linux binaries in app image format. Just make them executable and then you know, you're running Dwarf Fortress at the same time, make them executable and run the app image and it will key into the process ID of your current Dwarf Force Dwarf Fortress instance you know, just use top, get the fucking PID um, and plug that in and it will link and start reading in real time the memory stream from your Dwarf Fortress instance and they have a beta of this magnificent piece of software uh, it's free, of course, it's on GitHub you, you just gotta go like look for the releases that are for 5.5.50 I think is the, the their release number hierarchy which is weird because I think it's anyway it doesn't matter so what does Dwarf Therapist do? Dwarf Therapist allows you to easily reassign to see and reassign in real time you can read and write from the memory stream of Dwarf Fortress um, with this application so you can reassign certain dwarves and rearrange their hierarchies of what they need to do. Which is something you can do in Dwarf Fortress manually, but once you get, like, over fucking 200 and... Once you get over, like, 100 dwarfs, in my opinion, it's so hard to do. Like, if you have something that you want done now, like, something that you really need done now, you can easily reassign every dwarf to be doing that thing right now, and then, you know, go back to, like, you know, blah. It's a it's a it's a big spreadsheet program is all it really is, but it runs live with your Dwarf Fortress instance. So if you have multiple monitors like me, it's really convenient to have running in another window. And you can reload and then you can write whatever changes you want whenever you want to write them, which is great because I was trying to save this chick who I really liked and I got man I start getting so depressed reading my dwarfs some of my dwarfs because the game the game isn't about keeping them happy it's about keeping them from going kind of insane it's not even that's not even the focus of the game like as long as they're functionally happy and doing their jobs then I don't give a fuck what tragedies have befallen them I mean I kill them all the time I, I exile them I I put children in pits and drown them actually I've done that I've done that now. I just remembered I did that this week. Oh my god. It was horrible. Felt so bad. But when you, because these dwarves have like, you can introspect into their thoughts, dreams, hopes, their memories even, and what they're doing right now, and you can see how they're thinking and feeling, and what they're actually doing, doing, while they're thinking and feeling those things. And their, you know, what unmet needs they have and stuff. And this dwarf had been with me since the very beginning. This is one of my most successful fortresses. And I didn't want her to to snap and go berserk, which would result in her untimely death. Um, I just really wanted to see, you know, Blah. I was delighted that Dwarf Therapist now runs on Linux. They have an app image and everything. I couldn't 
fix her that way. So what I did instead was I promoted her to be the the. <laughs> I I gave her more responsibilities. And then I made her the tavern keeper of like several different taverns. Now she's just wandering around taking off her clothes everywhere she goes. And she's old too. She's old. She doesn't talk to her kids. Her kids miss talking to her. But she's so insane now that (laughs) she's the queen of my dwarf fortress. She's in charge of things. It's hilarious and brilliant. But Dwarf Therapist. And also, there don't be confused with the Dwarf Therapist mod that's available in the Steam Workshop, which really doesn't do anything other than allow you to assign a therapist to a nobility role. And that therapist is just someone... And you can assign infinite numbers of them. You can't ever remove them, which sucks. <laughs> um, I don't know if that thing works at all, really, because no one talks to my therapist. I mean, you don't see them... It's not like I, you know, talking to therapist is something I've never seen pop up in any of the real time data for any of my dwarves. Mm. I think it might be better to just give people who are lowly uh, tavern keeper or entertainer jobs um, and take them off of whatever the fuck else it is that they're doing. I have I've had people who've died now. I've had dwarves who've died now, though, from similar things. But I don't really fucking care anymore. It's just it's such a great game. It's amazing, and I did openly weep while laughing. I'm gonna pull this up on my phone here. So in the in the current 5.0 version or. Er, 0.50 version of the game um, when dwarves are at the breaking point, they uh um <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to find this here uh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air um oh, fuck you phone Joe, Jesus Christ where are you? So, in Dwarf Fortress 5.0 or whatever, or 50, dot 50, whatever, 50, whatever, major, it is, when a dwarf is, like, broken, they become haggard. But in the previous versions, they became harrowed. So, uh, this isn't the copy that shows up inside of Dwarf Fortress anymore. This is the copy that shows up inside of Dwarf Therapist, which is a separate standalone program. Um, and I I read this and I started laughing and then I was weeping and I was like, oh my god, that's me! So this is Kubuk Desalgasasa Kubuk Snarled Cave she is utterly harrowed by the nightmare that is their tragic life. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's when you know you're playing a great video game. <laughs> she is utterly harrowed by the nightmare that is their tragic life. Oh, man. So yeah, we couldn't save her, so we made her the queen. <laughs> so we have a mad queen running that fortress. I started a new fortress today. <coughs> um. <laughs> oh yeah, so in the previous versions, you used to be harrowed. 
now they call it Haggard, but in Dwarf Fortress, in Dwarf Therapist, it, it still registers as, as as harrowed, utterly harrowed by the nightmare that is their tragic life. Sounds like, oh man, sounds like me. So anyway, that's that's Dwarf Fortress. Uh, Bannerlord, uh, Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, which is the other game that I've been playing a lot this week. We'll just call this what I'm playing. But I, I have so many other things that I want to bitch about, but they aren't best Linux games things. They are they're they're games that are not good. They're things that are bad, bad things. And I try to, you know, this show isn't called the worst Linux games podcast. It's called the best Linux games podcast. And we try to avoid the things that that you know are um you know, that that suck and are unpleasant. Um you know, and so Jeff Jeffy Wise sent us sent us sent us this text message this morning, like ah, oh, Victoria raising the prices, ha ha ha, first ever. It's not the first time I've seen that happen, though, since we started the podcast. But it is rare, and I turned that unhappy frown into a smile, which is also known as turning it upside down, um, because those guys deserve that money. Uh, like pay the man his fucking money. All you do is check, check, check. Um. Pay the man his money. So, other game that we've been playing this week has been uh, Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, which I like a lot more now that I have better armor, but I still can't get the controls. I think it's because my guy isn't that good with the weapons that he uses, and he's not, he doesn't have great riding skills, and he's on like a really crazy fucking horse, like it's like at the higher end, I'm hoping that's what it is, I, I just have a hard time with the mounted combat, harder than I used to, even in Mountain Blade uh, Warband um, but the game is so pretty and it, I I've, I've been just been trading, I've been going from place to place trading and uh, I rescued my family and stuff, that was kind of cool, I I I forgot how much I loved Mountain Blade as a franchise. Mountain Blade 2 Warband, or er, Bannerlord is like it's like everything that you loved on steroids. There's so much shit though that I don't understand yet that it's very complicated. But it's, it's ultimate beer and popcorn, beer and pretzels, fucking uh, strategy, and there's just enough action that so that when you're really high, I've got 17 hours logged in Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, so we're coming close to where we could do a review. We ha- we owe uh, Dwarf Fortress and Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord reviews, um, but uh, the action is just good enough for me. And the RPG elements are just good enough for me that when you're high, you don't get confused. And the action parts of it are just exciting enough to, like, you know, get, like, one or two kills and feel really cool about yourself and not die and stuff and, like, win. But then last night, I made fun of this guy. This this little fucking army dude came up to me while I was trying to go um, meet this noble to discover more about this thing. And it happened that he's under siege by one of our enemies or something, and so I had this whole army chasing me, and then eventually they caught me, and in the face-to-face with their, 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 that army's banner lord, he was like a five-foot-tall midget. He was almost like a dwarf. He was almost dweamerish, dwarfish, dwarf-tastic. But 
He had this very inappropriate helmet. And on top of his helmet was like a metal peacock feather. <laughs> and so I fucked with him. I'm like, yeah, fuck off, asshole. You know, yeah, like, oh, I should be afraid of you or whatever. And so he killed us all because it was one of those things where it was like, you and what army, short stuff? And it was a big army and he killed us all and he wouldn't even let us surrender and he basically killed me because I was such a dick to him. I think that's why. I think that's why. That's why I would have done it. Um, so I don't know where I am right now. I'm Madam Blade to Bannerlord. But uh, it's so much fun and it's like it's like realistic feudal Europe in a fantasy world so that, you know, because there's one thing I noticed about Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord is that just like Mountain Blade Warband, <laughs> it's weird because we're talking about like a fictional alternate Earth, more or less, um, that is basically, you know, Dark Ages Europe or proto-Dark Ages Europe or just post-Visigoth. You know, so we're talking like 500 AD ish, 1000 AD ish. You know, like we're talking like Henry the Henry the Second ish, Lion in Winter ish, but in like a fantasy world that operates basically like those, like those actual historical time periods do, but with one glaring inconsistency. There's an economy in this game, and it. That, you know, in the Dark Ages in feudal Europe, you didn't travel for anything. Even if you were a soldier, you likely did not travel for anything. You likely lived, you were born, lived, and died seeing only 300 people in your entire fucking life, and you never left your fief, even if you were a soldier. Even if you were a messenger, you only got sent out one or two times ever to deliver messages. That's why Pope Gregor was so actually great for uh, invent coming up with a system of musical notation, which now has become tablature, had no rhythm to it, but then sent out emissaries everywhere to all the Catholic uh, fiefs in all of Christendom to compile a fucking list of what are people, what are these fucking podunk motherfuckers singing, and then that's where we get Gregorian chant from. Um, also, we get the calendar from Pope Gregor, because he needed a way to measure the amount of time it would take for people to get to certain places. We get a lot of science from Pope Gregor, a lot of flawed science, but it's lasted this many years, and a lot of it also borrowed from the Romans, stole from the Greeks. But anyway, the one thing that's weird about Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord is that there is like a commercial economy which did not exist in fucking feudal Europe um, you didn't have like massive trade negotiations or anything because everyone was in feudal Europe so you're like ruled by an inbred maniac who you know you're born you're probably a serf you're gonna die before you hit 28 and you're gonna make little serfs and you're probably gonna have at least one of them kill your wife at childbirth and uh you know they're gonna be widows and orphans and widowers i guess is that the male version of widow i don't know who knows but you're not gonna have a fucking market economy in like a laissez-faire kind of capitalist system with free and open export and trade during all these fucking internecine fucking wars just it's not gonna work like that i mean imagine feudal japan with like a anyway 
but anyway, it's still, it's still cool. It's a fun, it's a fun conceit, and you know, it's obviously not real places or real warlords or whatever. And so they can, they, you know, these are liberties that, you know, I'm not yelling at them about. There are liberties that show the sign of a voice that means manhood. A developer putting together a package based around a historical idea who's not afraid to fucking break the rules to make a better game. Um, yeah, if you want if you want real history, fucking Crusader Kings 3 will knock your balls off. It will knock your... I thought I knew a little bit about... Oh my god! That game is a fucking... Wow. It's, a, it's graduate school for what real... You know, what real Henry II era, you know, right around 1000 AD in, in Europe and everywhere was like, it is an amazing game. So is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, uh, but it actually has combat elements to it, which is great. Breaks things up and lots of different weapons, and there's arenas, and all sorts of shit to see and do. It has this silly, silly fucking game in it called Tablet, which I'm going to make. Alright, so fine. We've gone on too long already, but uh we'll save the short feature. We we won't we won't have a feature. This is be uh, what I'm playing. We should just call this whole fucking episode what I'm playing anyway. Um There's nothing on our uh, on in our short feature that is very positive. It's more like Microsoft Flight Simulator lies and says that they're putting out a 40th anniversary edition when in fact I am older than 40 and there was no Microsoft 40 years ago. <laughs> 1983, there was no Microsoft. And Microsoft... <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. Microsoft as a company might have nascently existed. But anyway, there's other nitpicky bullshit like that that really pisses me off that probably isn't going to spread positivity and happiness into your life so if you want those two things then go buy Dwarf Fortress go buy Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord go buy um go buy uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales which runs great on Linux and I've been playing that a little bit here and there don't worry a review will be posted eventually My, uh Spider-Man Miles Morales starts at the level of intensity that is kind of the climax of the original Spider-Man remastered game. It's How is that original? It's a copy of 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 a copy. Anyway. So I guess that's our show this week. Yeah. Yeah, deal with it, Pink Boy. Press the button, Frank. I mean, Ivor. Cheers, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll get on the website and fix it soon. Or rather than later. So, you know, it only took us 10 years to fucking get here, so at that rate, you know, you know maybe next year. No, I, it'll be done this week. Cheers, thanks for listening. Oh, and check out Factorio, and do not, I mean, it's got a free demo, and don't be afraid to shell out the 30 bucks. That game is absolutely, that game is worth $300. Also, if you are into resin 3D printing, uh, oh shit, that's right, that's the other bad news. I'm getting off of Twitter. It has to be done, because Twitter is trying to censor me now, and it's really starting to irritate me. 
So it looks like I'm going to Mastodon, but if any of you have any ideas for good Mastodon servers that you know cater to Linux or to uh, crafts or art or 3D design um, or programming, especially Linux-based programming or Blender, and, you know, 3D design, stuff like that, 3D printing, um, hit me up on the Discord. You can find the Discord link in our show show blurb for this week's show. And fuck it, we're gonna end on that. Um, yeah. Big darkness. Big darkness soon come. But! Luckily, with the big darkness, we have games like Dwarf Fortress, Mountain Blade 2, Spider-Man Miles Morales and wonderful friends such as you to talk with and bitch about fucking Microsoft Flight Simulator 40th Anniversary Edition. There were no flight sticks available in the world in 1983. I mean, give me a fuck. Don't piss in my pocket. Fuck you. Not you. I love you, gentle listener. But fuck you. Bill Gates, Microsoft, whatever. Bill, Bill Gates is even Microsoft flakes of your 40th anniversary edition. It's like me coming out with like a 50th anniversary edition next week of this podcast. Fuck you, you'd say. Go buy X-Plane 12, which I have not yet played at all. I haven't had the energy or the time to set up my fucking goddamn hottest system uh, again to play X-Plane 12. I wonder if the same aircrafts work. If they do, then you know I'm going to be in the F-18 Super Hornet and you know my pedals, which are still right below my feet, actually. They're just not hooked up right now. will be fucking flying Sikorsky all up and down your grill. I looked at an old video on my phone that I took of me crashing a Sikorsky from like four years ago. It was hilarious. And I was like, at the start of it, like I'm doing the, the warm up sequence, and the plot. I got the engines up, engines are running, cool. And I'm like, wow, it feels really unresponsive, kind of. I wonder if if there's like, and oh, oh, we're out. oh my god. <laughs> I wonder if it's registering my fucking hottest system. No, it was not. Spoiler alert. And so we do cartwheels all around McCarran. <laughs> it's crashing infinitely into the ground. It was awesome. I know I know how to fucking fly in X-Plane 12, though. I mean, I know how to fuck... X-Plane 11. I know how to fly. Um, I've never landed an F-18 Super Hornet uh, at McCarran without blowing at least one of the tires, which basically means instant death. But I have landed them many times, actually. Uh, never successfully carrier landed ever in F-18 Super. You're just going too fast. It's impossible to bleed off speed. Uh, thank you, Mabel. Alright, that'll do us for this week. I'll catch you next week. We will have much more show. Very much more show to offer you. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee, four or five times. Matt Damon.
after receiving the host, marauding choir boys, half drunk on the blood of Christ, stalk unwary pensioners, and seek havoc. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.